Hello, and welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Oner and Mark Friedel from Kimpoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions. All right, and our first story today comes out of Germany. The VCI, which is the Germ Germ Germany Chemical Industry Association, which excludes pharmaceuticals, uh, recently came out with revised growth expectations for 2021. Not a surprise, they're predicting 12.5% sales increase for the year, 5% of that coming from just general output uh, volume, I, I suspect and 7.5% expected to come from increased pricing. So now that they're halfway through the year, they're having a pretty good indication that this is gonna be a very good year for the German chemical industry. That's not an isolated story, clearly very similar to what we're hearing around the rest of the globe, um, pricing leading most of the charge. Yeah, they did talk about how there are bottlenecks for raw materials but they do expect that to loosen up as the year progresses. So fingers crossed, things will start getting better here. All right, and we got a story out of the UK um, about their chemical output. Uh, so they also, um, chemical production there has grown two to 4% in the second quarter. Uh, that's uh, quarter over quarter growth, two to 4%. Um, a couple things to note, chemical production was at the highest monthly level since August of 2008. So that's a pretty significant uh, jump in their um, chemical production. Another interesting figure that was in that story was chemical exports slowed a little bit in May, but were still 17% higher than pre-pandemic averages. And my guess is this wasn't listed, but my guess is the exports were trying to make up for a lot of the, the short supply out of other regions, mostly out of China, where the, the port congestion, et cetera, and or the Texas freeze, where people were looking for all alternatives to get supply wherever they could. Well, that's a perfect segue to our next story going all the way around the world to China. Um, as if it wasn't bad enough with all the supply disruptions that you mentioned, Rick, the delays, at the ports, sky high prices with shipping containers. Um, people might have seen this story that uh, one of the major uh, Chinese ports was closed. The uh, Mishan terminal in Ningbo, China um, had been shut down for two weeks due to COVID and uh, quarantines, essentially. I, I believe the dock workers, um, yeah, I don't know if it was a single case or multiple cases, but there was some concern about uh, COVID cases, so they went into quarantine and shut that port down for two weeks. I believe it opened back up yesterday to some extent, but it's just going to make a tough situation even worse. Yeah, I mean, that was um, the third busiest container port in the world. So shutting that down is no joke. So everyone be prepared for more nosebleed pricing when it comes to exports and container movement. So maybe the VCI is going to revise that number to 15%. <laughs> All right, this story, just a reminder of how serious and dangerous, potentially dangerous, our industry can be. 
Um, there was a, a narrowly avoided disaster in Detroit uh, when drums containing sulfuric acid were mislabeled as fluoride and hooked up to the city water system. Now, um, uh, there was a hero involved in this. The person that was setting it up immediately saw that uh, there was a reaction and something was wrong there. And so the incident was isolated. Everything was shut down. Nobody was hurt. Uh, the, the water system um, was expanded. But again, um, uh, due diligence and, and compliance are of utmost importance uh, because things like this could have easily gotten out of hand. Yeah, no doubt. And I believe it wasn't Detroit. I, I believe it was New Baltimore, Michigan, just outside of Detroit, one of the suburbs. But regardless, uh, Michigan in the last three to five years have had their problems with water. Uh, thanks for the correction. All right, and moving on to rail traffic. Uh, no surprise here, continues to rise. Um, the, the chemical sector rail traffic in North America increased 2.4% on a year-over-year -year basis. Um, so we, we continue to see this climb as the year goes on. Yeah, one thing I thought was interesting in that was uh, the U.S. was up around 6%, but Canada was actually down 5% and Mexico was down 12%. And I think that has a lot to do with the congestion that's going on across the borders. Yeah, great point. All right, uh, our next story is in regards to uh, silicones. Silicones have been extremely tight um, lately uh, in the last three to six months, and the projections are that they're gonna continue to be tight for the next uh, 12 to 24 months. It's been kind of a tough situation. So some good news out of Wacker in Germany, their Bergshausen facility, if I'm pronouncing that right, in Germany is investing 175 million to open up capacity as early as this year and into 2022. So a very, very tight product um, with you know pricing going through the roof. This should help relieve some of that. Yeah, that's long overdue, desperately needed in that silicone space. All right, in a similar story, uh, Dow's looking to expand production uh, within its methyl acrylate business. So they they have plans to expand 50,000 metric tons per year on their methyl acrylate uh, production in the Gulf Coast area. As some of you may be aware, uh, the short supply there has created ripples throughout the value chain. Um, within that acrylate <laughs> business. And uh, that capacity should be online somewhere in the first half of 2022. So maybe some relief on the horizon for supply there. Yeah, that's a, a key raw material in a lot of a lot of applications. All right, OxyChem, they announced that they're gonna shutter their chloralkali plants in uh, Niagara Falls. And they're citing market conditions, uh, specifically uh, transportation and how, you know, as we mentioned, you know, uh, price inflation, especially when it comes to transportation, um, they're citing rail. Uh, it's just becoming very, very unfavorable and unprofitable for OxyChem to continue to operate this. They didn't announce a specific date, um, but there's speculation that it's going to be 90 days from the announcement last week. So that puts us sometime in November. So look at some potential uh, changes with the chloralkali market conditions in North America and around the world. 
Okay, and uh, and last story today was is about some consolidation, especially within that uh, surfactant space. So there was um, Indorama is set to acquire Occitano um, at a price tag of one point three billion dollars, and uh, that's going to be facilitated through a share purchase agreement uh, between the two. Um, this ultimately expands LATAM and, and the U.S. Uh, operations for Indorama and is actually quite complementary to that uh, acquisition of the Huntsman business that occurred, when was that, Mark, two or three years ago? Yeah, I believe it was in early 2020, but yeah, that'll be very complementary for sure. Big moves, Indorama's investing. All right, well, that is it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. We will return next week with a fresh batch. Until then, stay safe. Take care.